Hello everyone and welcome to the Dead Links show. My name is Luke Evans and I play music under the name Dead Links. Um, this is a show where I'll talk about my music, interview interesting people about what they're doing, and talk about topics that interest me and my guests. And this is the first episode and we'll be talking about and listening to my self-titled debut album out today. And my guest has disappeared. There he is. I wanted to have that introduction, you know, <laughs> or I would just pop up. So that was my plan. Nice. Um, well, Joseph, why don't you tell the audience about who you are? Hey, everybody. I am Joseph Maxwell. I play music and I play bass on a couple of the tracks on this album, and I'm really excited to talk about it and talk about everything. Awesome. Well, it's really good to have you. And in addition to being a musician, you're also a a science fiction writer and a um, filmmaker. And sure. Yeah, you can uh, no, say you, that. You, I, I'll, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but you can say it. I said it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so like I said, I want to keep this going. Um, maybe with other musicians around town and uh just talk about what they're doing um but yeah we're here to listen to the debut album from my band dead links the band is just me and partially joseph yeah um but first i i do have to issue a public service announcement um mandated by the fcc and that is um mike cernovich tweeted this out um famous snake oil salesman author of gorilla mindset i just want to remind everybody that listening to music is engaging in a practice of allowing somebody to hypnotize you please don't think of it that way or people don't think of it that way even though you're letting a tune carry you suspending prefrontal cortex activity while chaining lyrics personally i'm careful with that stuff and i think you guys should be too just gotta gotta get that this government stuff out of the way for sure and I think that's actually going to be standard in front of every every album now, right? Yeah, just like the parental um, advisory stickers in the '90s, this should be like embedded in every like MP3 stream. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're they're hoping to to make happen. Yeah, and it's important. If you don't want to be hypnotized by us, just log out now. I'm, I'm going to warn you. Highly, highly recommend considering your options here. Yes. Okay, I think we're going to get into the music, unless you had anything you wanted to discuss, Joseph. I have nothing else to add. I'm excited to hear these tracks. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to hear the first three songs on the album, uh, out of nine. And we're going to hear Thorn in Your Side, Loser's Club, and Laundromat. And then we'll talk about them after.
I see you at the laundromat In the plastic door of the washer Distorted by the spin of the drum Melting away in the colors and so I see you when I'm driving home In the driver's seat of every passing car I'm blinded by sunlight reflecting on chrome I see the outline of your figure It's just a matter of time A matter of time It's just a matter of time Until I see I... you only on the street And in the water In the trees In the sky and the stars To the horizon I see you only on the street In the water That was Thorn in Your Side, Losers Club, and Laundromat. <laughs> All right, let's applause from Joseph. Let's get into it. All right. Well, Thorn, Thorn on Your Side, the first song on the album, um, it it kind of I, to me it kind of stands out from the other ones. I think it's uh, more of a straightforward rock song. Mm-hmm. I can hear that for sure. Um, I'll say, like, I've been hearing kind of versions of that song for quite a while. Um, so it was really cool to hear it come together, like, you know, with all of the pieces and parts. Because, I've, you know, I've heard you play that at open mics and stuff just with acoustic guitar. So it's cool to hear everything all together. Um, just I think it's got a lot of raw energy, which I like a lot. Yeah. And... I appreciate that and i think that we played it together a couple times um Mm -hmm. live it this is a cleveland thing but we i think we played that song at one of the last shows at pats in the flats which is like a legendary (laughs) uh punk bar i'm Um, so glad that somehow we got to play there before it like it was like right before it shut down yeah it it wasn't right but it was like months before so I think it was like the second to last show there, but it's just like a true blue, like punk bar, like falling it's, apart as it it's should legendary. Be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
which is a good like flavor for this song um, in a way and in, in another way I was just kind of trying to write it I was kind of trying to write like a Joy Division song t- to be honest mm-hmm. um, yeah I could see that yeah um, I I love I, I love any mention of uh, local anything so I love we talk about the Beachwood Mall you know I can't get enough of that stuff that's so great um, also uh, everybody has a character flaw but sometimes it feels like you have them all fantastic couplet or whatever that is those two lines together um i do i do have one question yeah this is gonna be some gotcha journalism here <laughs> I, but i'm curious about I'm this so i <laughs> i've when i i when i originally remember you playing the song uh the line i know a manager at journeys he's a guy who has them all but now I listen to this and it says you knew a manager at GameStop. So my question is, which is it? Number one. Number two, why did it change? Number three, was it the same? Was it the guy who worked at Journeys and then worked at GameStop? I'm curious. I, I need to know. Why is that? Why did that change? <laughs> um, well, you got me. There, There is no manager at the mall <laughs> that, that I know. <laughs> I knew um, it. No, it's not a real guy. Um, <laughs> I I can't remember why I changed it. Um, I think I just thought GameStop was funnier, but now yeah. I think thinking back on it, I think Journeys is funnier. So I don't I, I don't know if I did the right thing. I have a preference for Journeys just because that's what I remember. That's what I've heard first, and also I think it's like I like Journeys. I've never been. I've walked past a Journeys so many times, but I've never been inside of a Journeys, and it's just a very funny name for a store. Uh, so I think I think Journeys is funny, but G- GameStop also is very funny. So they're, they're funny in different ways. I guess I I changed it. I might just be retrofitting my own thoughts onto my past self mm-hmm. now, but I think it's I think it was the right choice because even though Journeys is a funnier place, I think a manager at GameStop is one of the funniest retail employees. <laughs> That's probably true. It even out. True. Yeah, and I think people more people have an association with GameStop like that means more to people than journeys I think so yeah I think it resonates well I also really like the breakdown that I so I have notes for all of these tracks and uh, it's funny because I uh, can't actually hear the tracks but I have these notes from previous times that I listen to the tracks uh, so my my note here is I love the breakdown that sounds like cyberspace so <laughs> I, I love that. I don't remember what part that is, but I love it. I think that's um, like the third verse is like that. It has like these robot voices in the background. Yeah, that sounds it right. It might be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that part too. I think that, and this kind of gets into something that I wanted to talk about with this song. Like it, it starts out pretty conventional and then I add weird stuff throughout it which is Mm -hmm. what the whole album's about like i tried to sequence it in a way where it started out kind of normal and then eased you into different weird stuff cool i don't know if i I, yeah like (laughs) which is kind of funny because the next two songs are they are pretty weird so i don't i don't know if i did that right but (laughs) um in another way i I add more like funk and r&b elements as it goes on to like thorn in your side Mm -hmm. and then we can transition to losers club because thorn in your side is like a rock song losers club is kind of like a funk song and a rock song Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I can I can hear that for sure. It's kind of definitely very driving, you know. It's uh, <clears throat> hard, like it feels, you know, hard. Uh, and this, so this is another song that I that is a, a Luke Evans classic that I've been hearing for you know a long time that I've grown to love for sure. Um, and I, so I have two notes for this song. Uh, one, it always makes me think of Jonestown for some reason. Uh, I think I've talked to you about that before. I, I forget. I don't think it's about the Jonestown massacre, right? No, not specifically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't think so, but it always makes me think of this. Like, I don't know why. Just seems like a cult leader. I mean, that's what that's what it is about but it's not about jonestown specifically i I should preface this with saying like i i borrowed the lyrics from uh, of losers club from my friend um i don't know if he wants to be named here but um i've credited him credited him elsewhere and i i borrowed it from a poem that he wrote and i adapted it for rhythm and light editing for content um but i i don't know if it means the same thing to him as it does to me because to me it, it is supposed to be like a a cult thing but it's mm-hmm. like a grassroots like well i guess all cults are grassroots but it's like <laughs> it's a corporate it's like a cult. crust punk uh <laughs> like yeah cult yeah. i guess i definitely um, get that from it yeah and then like to, i wrote the the ending part with like welcome to the losers club I, I wrote mm. those words and that was like to me that's like you're in like a rehab place or not not a rehabilitation facility but like a, like an alcoholics anonymous like a cult uh member recovery group or something and then that's like your first meeting and you're just with more like a different kind of loser uh <laughs> after you escape from the cult i like different that club. yeah um, one of my notes here is like I love in songs when there's like a kind of like a secret chorus at the end like this one definitely has that as like the, the outro is kind of the chorus um, and I think this is a great great one it like ends the song really effectively so I like that a lot yeah um, that's like my favorite thing too when the bridge is I mean I guess a bridge should always be a second chorus but I like when you just loop like a second chorus for the second half of the song. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I always like that. Yeah. Cause if you have something good enough, then it can sustain itself. Yeah. And I think that's like my, that's like my favorite part of the song is that last part. So it's yeah. always like, you know, I always look forward to that. And when it kicks in, it's very like, it feels good, you know? Yeah. Um, that reminds me of something. There's this famous, um, like, female-led band that uh they produced a song that's like like sampled so heavily um Hmm. it's like an experimental r&b band that was sampled a lot like you would Hmm. know this song that i'm thinking of if i could remember it yeah but something she said stuck out to me the one of the women in that band she said uh like I heard all these bridges in these songs and I, I was like, the bridge is the best part of the song. So I'm just going to make the bridge, the whole song and loop the bridge. <laughs> and I, I think I like that's that. totally awesome sometimes. Yeah. I, 
I have mixed feelings on bridges in general because sometimes I think people throw in bridges because they want an extra part of the song, but it's not really doesn't really serve much of the structure or the like. It's not a good. It's not a good thing. It's just a different thing. But I've also heard bridges that are like killer and that are like the best part of the song. So I think you can use it effectively, but I think I, I still have mixed feelings on bridges. I, I do agree that a lot of the time and the, the and I hate the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> it sucks. Why? <laughs> but it's just it's terrible. Uh, red? What a terrible color for a bridge. Yeah, I was going to say, are you mad that it's not gold? <laughs> yeah, it, it should be gold. It should definitely yeah, be th- gold. That's true. Um, I I was going to say I, I do agree that the bridge is often the most boring part of the song, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the next song. I I also like songs that are just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and that's what mm-hmm. Laundromat is like. Yeah. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it uh, it like, it's very efficient and it, it's you don't need more than that a lot of the time but it can lead to having two minute songs which <laughs> i try not to do and this song is two minutes long i don't um, know i'm a i'm a big fan of short songs i like yeah. in my at, both as a song consumer and as a song writer i like when i used to write songs they would always be like five minutes long because i was just meandering and trying to get something across but like i know i always try to make them shorter i i just think you can you can do a lot with just two minutes, and I think Laundromat is a great example. I think um, maybe it's, I don't know if it's just because I've listened to this one more than the other ones, but I think it's my favorite of like your new songs um, that I hadn't like heard before. Um, yeah, I really like, really like Laundromat. It's funny you say that. The My friend who did the cover art for the album, this is also his favorite song. The cover art rules. It's so good. Yeah, shout out I, to Chris. Chris, you are, Chris, you rule. That that cover art is so sweet. I love it. <laughs> he did such a great job. Yeah, it's it's like perfect. Although I will say, I kind of want it to be a synthwave album because it looks like I want to listen to some you know like outrun Miami Vice soundtrack <laughs> stuff because it. It, like it looks it, but it looks so good like I, I think it also as you know having said that it also totally fits with uh, with your music too yeah on on that topic on wave music um, the this album started out like I, some of these songs are like six years old and not not all the songs that I wrote at that time made it onto this album but um um uh, I started out writing like I wanted to write a vaporwave album in, in 2016 and then Dang. I wrote all these like I wrote all these soft rock songs like screen burn was like a soft rock song mm-hmm. and um, I was gonna I, I had this crazy plan to record like this whole soft rock album never release it and then sample it into a new vaporwave album and I I discovered <laughs> that making two, making two albums was really hard to do at yeah. one time yeah, um, but I also started going to more shows in Cleveland and seeing all these rock bands, and I wanted to be a part of that scene instead of just doing stuff on the internet. Which mm-hmm. 
that, that's what led to like thorn in your side and having the crunchy guitars and loser losers club and having songs that i could play live but yeah um I, I did play I, I didn't the the pandemic kind of squashed like being a part of the scene yeah um, like we were playing I, I a lot think... of shows in 2018 and 2019 and never got back into it but yeah I don't think you're the only one mm. and, and I'm sure that you're not the only one because I'm also one of the other ones so yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not special for that but it it does suck it's a bummer um, all right, I had well, uh, a few more quick notes about Laundromat. Um, I really love the, the imagery of uh, in the window of every apartment. I, I, that really stuck with me. Um, I just like I always think about like walking past, walking on the sidewalk, or driving down the street, and like seeing like little you know flickers of of glimpses into people's lives. And I think that's really like you know lovely, and kind of creepy, but also like you know precious. Um, love the McDonald's ref, you know, I love any reference to a chain restaurant, <laughs> as you know. Um, and I also love the weird monotone voice thing. I think that's really cool. Like in the chorus? Or are you just I think so. I don't, I'm just, effect? I don't know, uh, because I think it's, there's a part in the chorus. I, this is just the notes that I have that I don't remember because I wasn't listening to this song. That's <laughs> but okay. I, I, there was some, some like part of this uh i forget no but i mean there's there's like a because the the chorus is just like a d major chord and a d minor chord so there's like a droning vocal that's pitched down like just yeah doing like there's a few of them they're, they're just doing like d's and a's and F's. yeah i think that's i think that's what i was thinking of yeah, yeah i mean and that kind of shows like some of the vaporwave influence on this album like vocal shifting and all mm-hmm. the synths and stuff yeah i love all the all the synth stuff and, and on the topic of the lyrics like that's i i had writer's block like i i i wrote the first verse like after a trip to like the katie's clean and green laundry center in lakewood <laughs> a specific <laughs> laundromat and i was also doing something that was creepy and sweet like i was watching somebody just like do their laundry and she was like writing in a journal and i was like like is this a like a good like is this like a a positive journal like a negative journal a routine mm-hmm. journal like what's going on in this person's life and I was I was had writer's block on the second verse for a long time and I I was driving down the street and just seeing these flashes of like through people's windows and that inspired it so mm-hmm. I'm glad you picked up on that yeah for sure okay um was that all your notes for laundromat? That was, that was all my notes. Yes. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, we will get into tracks four through six. You will hear gum, uh, eye of the storm, and screen burn. So let's get all into right. it. We met 
a building you try to forget. I will always be with you like I'm stuck to the bottom. Is lined with a layer of crust, and I will always be with you like I'm stuck to the bottom of your shoe. There's so much beauty in the world, I never want to bother finding a trash can clutching at my Thinking, you know 
Storm and Screen Burn. Um, Joseph played bass on Gum, and Joseph had he had to step away. He he feels like he can do whatever he wants, but he's on the clock. Um, so these three songs they all have a similar theme. Um, they're all kind of about being haunted. Um, in in this one, the narr- narrator is metaphorically haunted. Um kind of by the past um 
I think we're gonna we're gonna go to break. We'll be back to uh, I'll figure out what's happening with Joseph, and we'll be back to talk more about gum. And we're back again with uh, with Joseph. Um, I'm here. Sorry, but my internet was having some problems. Oh, ain't that ain't that the worst? Um, yeah. yeah. So I was just talking about gum. Like these these three songs kind of have a they kind of share a theme. Like, uh, and they're all about kind of about being haunted or haunting somebody. Um, gum is about being metaphorically haunted. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it's well. It was uh, interesting to well. First of all, super fun to play bass on this track um, and to kind of start uh, putting it together as a collaborative effort. Um, but you you did uh, you know all the work on the on the lyrics, um, and I really love the just the refrain of I will always be with you like gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe it's a great simile it's a fantastic simile and I think you you get that that point across really well of like being haunted yeah um the funny thing about that line is that um so at, at this DIY venue named Blank Slate which is sadly no longer with us um I, I forgot what the yeah i forgot the occasion but um it, it might have been five minute fast i don't know but i saw and i don't know their if they have a name for this like iteration of their lineup but i saw a band play uh, a cover of radiohead's all i need and I, I misheard like I don't know the lyrics to that song and I, I misheard it like as I will always be with you like gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe and I, I wrote it down in my notes app and I was like I really hope that I miss hearing this because I want to use this nice <laughs> that's the best way to write songs just mishear other people's songs yeah in a magical way that sounds great because that's a great line it, it's free content mm-hmm. um and by the way, that shout out to Matthew Bonson and Corey Saltz. They they were in that band that played that, and um, they were very inspirational people to me. And when I was a teenager um, in Northwest Ohio, they they had a well, Corey had a record label called Messy Life, and Matthew had a, a few projects like uh, Double Wolf and um, the Juniper Weight that, that really influenced me. So shout out to them. Yep. Double Wolf is a great name for something. It is, I like yeah. That a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, but you you play bass on this recording, and we, speaking of blank slate, we uh, we definitely composed this together. Like, I, all credit to you for coming up with this bass line, and mm-hmm. uh, we played it at five minute fast at blank slate, which is like a, it was a rapid fire festival where each band played a five minute set, and we played this song, and it was really fun. Yeah super super ridiculous super fun uh i loved five minute fest so much it was so cool um i've had such mixed experiences at five minute fest but they're all great yeah Uh, it's one of the rare occasions where i was like we were like one of the most normal acts which i'm not used to being the most Mm -hmm. normal act because it it was all like i mean there's there's always like hardcore bands that do like 15 second songs or whatever 
mm-hmm. or like people who do performance really art performance art yeah 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 it's all it's, it's all cool though it's all fun to watch it was very fun um, um so i a couple i have a couple of more notes uh on this one um is so there is like you know that scene in american beauty with the plastic bag isn't is there like a don't you guys have like a comic that's like making fun of that am i completely misremembering that or is there like a i can like picture this comic that's like a parody of that scene with the plastic bag in american beauty yeah no we we do have like a print of a comic that is like that um that that's where i definitely i definitely stole from that comic to write the the chorus of this song uh, i'm sorry Very steve comic. It, it is good <laughs> it was too good even though i don't even though i don't remember it i like i'm i'm sorry for taking from you but i i had such bad writer's block and it was just on my wall and i really appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed to get past this. Yeah. Um yeah. But I I think I I, I rewrote it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but it fits perfectly it's- like to me it's like some other songs on this album are about like giving up and giving into it or giving up and doing something ridiculous to dig yourself out of a hole like something mm-hmm. irrational. But this to me that song is just like that chorus is just like I don't I, I can't even care anymore I, I don't have the capacity to care about l- littering <laughs> or whatever yeah it's it's funny I, I get the sense that it's you know it's kind of like a a beauty in all things message you know that everything is beautiful in its own way that's which true is, too you know I mean that is kind of what that comic I think is making fun of but also like I'm I see it's ripe for parody, but I also kind of believe the message in some ways. So, yeah, I, I I agree with that. And my last note for this song is, "This is how it feels to chew five gum," <laughs> which is accurate. That yeah, this is what it feels like. This is what the commercial should be like. <laughs> yeah, it should definitely be like this. So, track five, "I Have the Storm." Um, yes. Uh, this is the best opening line of any song I've ever heard in the world. I think it's so good. Just <laughs> how it comes in with like such energy. It's so those. It's so good. We all yeah. got regrets except for me. <laughs> I just love how you say that. It's so funny. Yeah, sometimes like um, it, it. Sometimes I'm like, well my my like grandma's gonna think that i'm like a serial killer or something listening to this <laughs> but it's like it's like the like beyond belief guy like it, it's fiction i i made it up uh it's fabricated um it's it's a narrator i mean it comes from a certain type of feeling that i feel sometimes but it's not me <laughs> but it's fun to embody it it is yeah i bet and like with yeah. perspective like the sometimes like in other places on the album i use the pitch shifting like uh just for sound to to beef up the sound or get a certain texture but in this song like the 
the pitch shift, the, like the female voice is mine, just pitch shifted up an octave with some yeah. fine tuning. But yeah. it, it's supposed to be like two people, uh, like one is kind of a stalker and one is being stalked. Uh, like, mm. And that goes back to haunting, like one is stalking the other. Um, yeah. I, I love that pitch shifted vocal. And at first I didn't realize it was you. I just thought it was, you know, a, a different person, but I think <laughs> it's like, it's, it's really effectively used. I kind of like that. It's like, you can kind of tell that it's pitch shifted, even though it's not immediately apparent that it is. And I, I like that weird kind of like slightly glitchy effect on it. Um, and I think it sounds good. And I think you should make a whole album of just pitch shifted vocals. Uh, with the whole thing sounding like that, because I would be on board 100%. Yeah, hyper pop album. Uh, yeah. Fall 2022. Um, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I'll, I'll just speed everything up in my like software by four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd it's be easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some people online where they, they pitch shift their voice and it, it, it sounds like completely like it, it sounds really real but first i i can't get mine to sound like that mm, i don't know if it's yeah. just engineering or just the way my voice sounds but um i i think the glitchiness like fits with it it's it, not yeah, supposed it, to sound I natural i, I, ha- I have great. had a couple sorry i, I, I have had a couple people <laughs> i've had a couple people <laughs> ask like who was that on that song like yeah being serious um, that's what I mean. That's what I, in, I initially thought until like I got to the end of the song and I, or like you know like about halfway through I you know started realizing that it wasn't that it was just pitch pitch shifted. Yeah. Is that it for I have the storm? That's all my notes for that one. Cool. Uh, definitely like a. I mean, it's literally the I have the storm. It's it's the centerpiece of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely has a different energy to it and it's kind of uh, like a chaotic middle instead of mm-hmm. uh, like a respite yeah uh, I get that yeah but like moving on to screen burn which is a hit in the chat um, <laughs> shout out to Manny um, yeah I mean this song in the way that gum was about metaphorical haunting the narrator in screen burn is literally being haunted by a ghost <laughs> Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, another funky song. Yeah, very funky, very groovy. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, one of my notes was another great opening line, uh, but I forget what what's the opening line. I do not remember what it is. It's everything's bad when you remember it. Yes. Which very, very good. I it, like that. That's also something that I stole. I'm, <laughs> Oh really? I stole it from Homer. <laughs> it's a Simpsons joke. <laughs> Dang. Well, it fits perfectly in this song. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the context in the episode, but it was like, um, I, I don't know. He, he didn't. He didn't mean it the way I mean it. So it's it's mm. recontextualizing it. But he's just like, <laughs> well, everything's bad when you remember it. <laughs> it's so good. I might have an internet issue again, but I, I don't have a lot more to say about screen burn. Um, like I said earlier, this was like a soft rock song that I, uh, that I wrote for my vaporwave concept album. Um, but I really like it. Like 
this this is definitely the oldest song on the album i've i've had this song kicking around for almost 10 years like i i I remember i was a i was a janitor at my school i was working as a janitor at my school over the summer and i just had this melody in my head and these chords that i was kicking around and it it eventually came into fruition It, it underwent a lot of rewrites um and a lot of recomposition but i i think it's i think it turned out really well um i think with that we are going to go to song seven through nine and those are mannequin nice houses in lakewood and contradictions uh i'll see you on the other side me in HM modeling the looks for men I couldn't take my eyes off of you, you held my hand and felt it loose and you took my hand and took Put it in your purse It's not get past your mouth Put it in your dresser drawer Come back for me Come back for me They say I've got a stiff upper lip All night for this The mother of all heights Trusting you to get this right You put me back together Inside your room But something isn't Tossed my foot into the yard Then my legs, my torso, and my arms Held my head in your hands I'm facing you You're facing me, I want you to know It's not fair I want to lay here in your lawn Let the dogs piss on me I want to stay here in the yard Don't let the garbage men take me away Don't let 
to the rent last week It's nearly double now So I decide to lower the value of the place to get him where it hurts Vandalism would be obvious So I've been lowering the property value throughout the entire neighborhood I go to wrecking yards and drain the car sumps Boil it up with water Mix it up with maize Smear it all over the place under cover of Say nice houses in Lakewood, but it's a bit greasy. I broke into the hospital and stole you sterile pads. The neighborhood it reeks so bad. It's full of pussy rags But the best thing that I've done is I got a sausage grill I set it up by the bus stop And grill turns on it for the folks I go to wrecking yards And drain the car sumps Boil it up with water Mix it up with mayonnaise Smear it all over the place under cover of night They say nice houses in Lakewood But it's a bit breezy Empty all the condos in the towers of glass Making them a we were way in an act of class My neighbor needs a home and I got a plan of attack She's never on the thing with her shirt on her back for everyone, red roses and wine They see us as a person and they think we're the night Left to the corner like a wild cat Say for everyone, it's the year of the rest Empty all the condos and the towers of glass Making them all move away and back to class My neighbor needs a home and I got a plan of attack She's never owned a thing with the shirt on her back
that's kind of pity they're looking for God in all the unholy places.
Welcome back, everybody. So that was uh, the end of the album. Mannequin, Nice Houses in Lakewood, and Contradictions. All right. We made it. Love it. We made it. I got to applaud again. <laughs> I forgot to do that after the second set. Hey, pat, pat yourself on the back, Joseph. <laughs> All right, Mannequin. Yes, um, mannequin, one one of my old old favorites, all time favorites. Uh, I love love seeing that song live. Um, it's always great. I love that chorus so much. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to capture that live energy in in a recording. Um, but I, I always feel really good playing that one live. Like it, it feels so good to sing and it's really sad in a way. Um, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, I mean, th- this is definitely one of my favorite songs that I've written. Yeah. I love, uh, the, just like the first lines. I don't know. The first two lines are really saw you at the H and M modeling the looks for men. It's like, simple but right to the point um and just overall all the storytelling i think is really good in this song yeah um <clears throat> i rewrote this song a couple times um originally it was it was titled puberty 2 um and it was about <laughs> like i mean that was a really early title and and then the, the mitski album puberty 2 came out and i had to rename it <laughs> that's so um, funny mitski slayer thunder yeah um that is so funny i'm glad she did though because that that led me to rewrite the song into this like the narrative that it is like it's kind of weird because the 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 first two or the first choruses and verse verses are like we're, we're totally different but the the ending section about so i guess it's background like if because i've heard this song hundreds of times um, it's like a story. It's like a Twilight Zone type story about like a mannequin that comes to life and falls in love with a girl, and the girl like takes him out of the store piece by piece, like disassembling him and uh, sneaking him home. And the the final section of the of the lyrics are about her like being like, "What am I doing?" and like throwing her out her bedroom window, um, throwing him out her bedroom window like piece by piece again, and. He's just like laying in the yard. Um, but I had that last section written and I kind of, I had this short story idea about this mannequin and I kind of worked backwards from that ending section and it kind of all fit together. And wow. That's wild. I would not have thought that that's how this song was written at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 the, the ending part, like just about like, let the, let the dogs piss on me. Mm-hmm. don't let the garbage men take me away it was it was literally i mean it was just about being like a loser not not about being a mannequin <laughs> got it got it but the mannequin yeah. is a good metaphor for that for sure that's true um any other notes about mannequin uh no other notes about that but i did want to mention uh just so everybody knows that i have been live tweeting uh even though i don't really I'm not really able to listen to the songs in real time, but I have been live tweeting 
uh, this experience. I don't think it's get, gotten anybody's attention. <laughs> I've gotten no likes, but it's out there. It's happening. Let's. I'm going to publish it. People to know. I'm going to publish it in the chat. It might be fun for people to uh, to look back on. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I wanted to say about Mannequin, like, it's not my favorite song on the album, but it does have my favorite moment. Um, mm. When when he said, or the when I sing, um, let the, like in 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 the ending section, there's this like sound like found sound that i got from like freesound.org like it's just like a field recording in a a neighborhood you you didn't you didn't get it from the sound effects wiki i did not get it from the sound effects wiki (laughs) if you want to know more about the sound effects wiki check out the my my guest appearance on joseph's podcast um 10 out of 10 we talked for a long time about that it was very fun yeah, so that's a callback to something that no one's seen. It's a good listen if you like uh, like internet community stuff. Yeah, for sure. Or if you're like a musician. Um, fun. Yeah. Um, but my favorite moment on the whole album is probably I sing "Let the Dogs Piss on Me," and then this like this dog bark from that field recording like just lined up almost perfectly. Like I had to move it to be on rhythm. But mm-hmm. it, it just kind of materialized in front of me, and it, it just sounds so perfect. Because it's even like I, it fits in the melody too. I didn't even catch that. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen and uh, make sure I have an ear out for that. Check it out because it's it, it. You might it might sound like something else, but if you listen, you can tell it's a dog barking. That's great. <clears throat> so the next song, "Nice Houses in Lakewood," you also play bass on this recording yeah yeah um very fun very fun song to play bass on um it's interesting because i don't even know if this song had a title when i started like tracking for it it might have had a title but it definitely didn't have like lyrics or anything so i didn't really know much about it other than the you know the bass of the the music itself so it was really interesting to hear everything get layered kind of on top of what what was going um, from the beginning. And I, I really like how it came together. Yeah, I, I wrote the words for this pretty late. Um, it's it's a narrative about... Um, about uh, somebody who's, whose landlord raises their rent by, by double... And they go on mm-hmm. instead of going on like a, a killing spree or throwing bricks in windows, they decide to um, lower the property value of the neighborhood by just throwing trash everywhere, smearing mayonnaise on the buildings, um, <laughs> doing like spilling oil. Um, Is there any specific significance to mayonnaise? No, it's just sticky. <laughs> okay, okay, that's it. I wasn't sure if it was like. A secret ingredient in some sort of like concoction or something. But no, I, it, not particularly. It's just, uh, I, I guess it's can, like mixed with stuff and like you, you can have like garlic aioli. Hmm, so it's kind of yeah. like, uh, like what if you have like a car oil or garbage aioli? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the title of this song Garbage a- or Car Oil Aioli. 
It would be too Garmin hard Daily. to say, but it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oil aioli. Yeah. <laughs> Oil aioli. That is actually really fun to say, and that that's should true. Be, that should that should be your next not next song. Yeah, I'll work on it. Um, I will also say that uh, when I first saw and heard the the title of the song and the lyrics, I was like, wait a second, I have a house in Lakewood. Then I was like, wait, my house isn't that nice, so I think I'm good. I think this song is not about me. Uh, so I felt a little better about that. <laughs> I, 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 I was worried that you were going to think it was about you, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was like one second where I was like, wait a second. But then I was like, no, this is about something else. I'm not a landlord, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Uh... So I, I I have a Tumblr account for this band, which not oh, a lot of people, that. not a lot of people. I mean, I don't have any followers on there really, mm-hmm. but um, I printed the album on this obsolete format, the mini disc. Wow! Which are for sale. Beautiful. They are they are beautiful. beautiful. Um, so like a game like a GameCube game. Can you play that on a GameCube? They're a little smaller than Game GameCube games, but people do okay. print CDs on that size of CD now, hmm, which is just wow. like a different kind of vaporwave thing that I'm not into yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mentioned that because one, they're for sale. It's a, it's an extremely limited edition art object. There's only five of them, <laughs> and I've sold two of them. Yeah. Wow. So if you want one, it's gonna be worth a lot out. someday. Yeah, worth a lot someday. That's the idea. I'm. It, it's kind of like Bitcoin. I'm trying to get people to get in early, um, mm-hmm. before the price goes to zero. Artificial scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I brought that up because I, like, there's all these like retro future technology dorks on on Tumblr, and and I say that affectionately because I'm I'm one mm-hmm. of them. But I, I posted about that and I used the mini disc hashtag. And I got all the like it was the first post that got any engagement on my Tumblr account at all. And wow, um, there was a guy from Washington or from Lakewood, Washington there, and he was like <laughs> telling me about all about Lakewood, Washington. So I, I'm rules. sorry I don't have your screen name, but uh, that was I, I really enjoyed talking with you about that. And thanks for um, for checking out my post. That's awesome. There's a lot of Lakewoods out there. There's uh, a lot of states. Lakewood, California. Uh, I was going to say, our our good friend Nick Weiger of the Doughboys podcast is from Lakewood, California. My personal friend, yeah. <laughs> My close personal friend. <laughs> Both of our close personal friends. Yep, yep. Um, and also one more, I think the only note that I have left about this song is that I want to shout out, um, I want to shout out Milty, Uncle Milty. Um, he's a he's an entertainer and train engineer in Cleveland, and he really loves this song. He told me how he was he was uh, dancing to it in his apartment, and uh, gotta give love to Uncle Melty. That's great. I, uh, yeah. Um, wow. That's, I don't think what, you, that's what it's really all about. Yeah. And what were we gonna say? Do you have any other notes on nice houses in Lakewood? I, I have two more notes. Uh, one, I love the second half with like the descending arpeggio synth thing. I don't know if I'm using the right words for that, but yeah. um, 
the did 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 that thing. Um, I love that part. Um, and I also love the line about the sausage grill. I think that's grilling, a great line. <laughs> grilling turds on a sausage grill. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> the the final like the final boss mode version of this character is they're grilling turds on on a hot dog range <laughs> instead like of it. instead of like the guys with carts on on the corner with hot dogs and like the hot water it's that <laughs> yeah nobody yeah. would want to yeah. live there it would probably work yeah that would be actually really effective um so All the right. last contradictions song. yeah contradictions um I guess first off, I want to give credit to um, my friend Lisa Heineman for singing on this song. Uh, I also worked with she did her. Did a great on, job. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She she also did vocals on my Sensitive Skin EP under my <clears throat> excuse me under my uh, real name. Um, but yeah, I I remember like she was my roommate in uh, 2016, I think. Mm. So. I, I had like the chord progression for the chorus of this song and that's just something that she like saved in a voice memo like doing like wow. a melody over that chord progression and then like five years later I'm like hey can you turn this into a real thing <laughs> like remember this <laughs> that's really so, cool yeah she did a wow. she did a great job um, just from that voice memo she recreated it like exactly how I wanted it and it was awesome yeah it sounds great um, I, it's super, super groovy. I love all the like synthy, bassy stuff. Loved again. I love any local shoutouts. I love the Ohio City line. That's great. Um, and then, like, listening to it, kind of. This is like my third or fourth time listening through all the songs and listening to it that many times. It's kind of like grown on me and it's up there as laundromat might be my favorite new one um on the album because i i you know really started grooving with it more i like yeah, it a lot I, <clears throat> I appreciate that i think that i think this is definitely my favorite on the album like it's the one i'm most mm. proud of um like uh nice i think that i it just came out really well it has a lot of different influences in there and like i'm really proud of the guitar work on it um and it it was like it it almost didn't make it on here because i thought it was too ambitious to record uh at the quality that i wanted it at i feel like you nailed it like it you know it it sounds it's seamless it's you know it sounds like i you know it sounds exactly like it should sound at least as far as i can tell awesome um i I guess lyrically i i really like this one too because it's like the the first line is this is my chappaquiddick and i'm walking away and that's a that's a Mm -hmm. reference to the chappaquiddick incident um where ted kennedy ted Ted kennedy yeah was drunk driving and um drove into a uh i don't know if it was a pond or a small lake but um he he had a passenger and he abandoned her and went back to the party that they were driving from. And it's just like the the narrator is somebody who like views every small mistake that they make as something of that magnitude. But it's also like Mm. in reality, um, 
Like, you could never... Most people will never screw up that badly or do something mm-hmm. that heinous. It, but you, you might feel really bad about things that you do or embarrassed about the past, but it's kind of hopeful and that, like, <laughs> at least I'm not that bad. <laughs> Which yeah. That's not yeah. the most complex emotion, but, like, sometimes you need a reminder that, that there are evil people. Yeah. You could be way worse. That is very true. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, the second verse is a reference to, like, George W. Bush, which he's probably a worse person, so it heightens that way, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I do think that this came together well, though. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great way to kind of close out the album. Um, I, I think it, it's the longest song, right? by like a decent amount i don't are any of the other songs above four minutes i think that gum is over four minutes long okay um and then a few of them are like 350 but yeah. for the most part they're like 330 and 340 yeah so yeah i think five, but i think it, it i think this is a song that like earns its run you know it's runtime or playtime or whatever what do you what do you call it how do you call the duration uh, that's what yeah. i'm thinking of um i think it 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 fits really well right at the end yeah i wanted it to have like i, I feel like it couldn't fit anywhere else because i wanted it to almost be like an arena rock song mm-hmm. i mean it has this like daft punk bass and this, yeah like, um like i mean also daft punk guitar but more like from random access memories like the the live guitar by nile rogers on that album was really inspirational um, cool and then the the chorus was like uh like some people compare losers club to talking heads which i i totally get but it wasn't like a conscious choice mm-hmm. um but this chorus was like a conscious choice to I, I wanted something that sounded like the first or second track from their album Remain in Light which is uh, hmm. like the outro has a long like unison chorus like that and I, I wanted that sound cool. almost chanting yeah yeah I like that that part a lot cool um do you have any other anything else to say about uh, that song or the album uh just i have a few kind of notes in here about general things that's all all my specific notes about the tracks but uh just in general congrats on the album i love it uh i'm excited to listen to it more and you know get to know these songs even better and catch more things in the lyrics and all that stuff and excited for uh whatever you come up with next do you have a plan for like I know you mentioned an EP, um, do you have, but do you have any other plans for like future Deadlink stuff or future Luke Evans stuff? Yeah, I mean, thank you. And um, I'm going to give you a chance to, like, I always look forward to what you're doing too, so I'm going to give you a chance to um, plug anything or a, a, like a, a Twitter account or something um, at the end. Thank you. But um, I, yeah, there are plans. I, I have plans for an EP. Um, the the Luke Evans name is no more. The, 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 okay, the, actor, right. the actor Luke Evans. Like I'd rather use my <laughs> name for this stuff, mm-hmm. for the most part. But 
the extra Luke Evans ruins my uh, my Spotify. Yeah, stuff. it's gonna it's so, gotta be tough. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just too much of a pain. So mm-hmm. that that's all done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have plans for an EP. Um, shout out to. Sorry, I'll I'll do that in a second. Um, I have another single <laughs> in the works, and I, I I'm working on like a 12 to 13 song album that's mostly composed. Um, wow! Not like, I didn't know you had so very, much. Uh, yeah, me neither. It, it just kind of <laughs> I was really worried about it. Um, like, what would I do after this? But I, I've definitely been productive recently. Um, wow! Awesome. Yeah, so look forward to that. I'm gonna release the EP kind of steadily, like single by single. So there will be cool. more to look forward to. Um, and also, I have to I have to thank West Meadows for their excellent work mixing the album. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like in their record label is called Flower Pot Records. Check them out. Um, definitely a Good big inspiration out. big inspiration to me as well like uh, even before I knew them like uh, just looking at like what was going on in Cleveland like six years ago definitely mm-hmm. a big inspiration um, for sure yeah and I, I, I don't know if like I, I'm not trying to uh, um I felt bad like it's not that Wes isn't talented enough to like handle these songs that's not what I'm saying but I I just kind of threw a bunch of tracks at him and um they handled it excellently so good job (laughs) it's like it's like not like some of the songs sound like rock songs but they have I'm not that special but it's just it was recorded in a weird way so I I really appreciate Mm -hmm. it um yeah okay yeah, shout out to Wes. Shout out to Chris Passabet for doing the artwork. Shout out to Joseph yes. for playing bass. Um, thank you to Lisa for, for her vocals. Um, thanks to the the comic artist that I stole the chorus of Gum from. I'm sorry. <laughs> More of Joseph's gotcha, gotcha journalism. Yeah, here. yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think that I, I think that's where we'll we'll end it for the most part um joseph is there anything you want to plug or anywhere that people can follow you uh sure you can uh follow me on twitter and see all my live tweets at js underscore maxwell uh you can listen to my solo music on spotify or apple music or youtube or whatever Uh, my name is joseph maxwell you can find me if you want to find me, you can find me. Awesome. Um, and if I, I'd like you to check out, or I'd like the audience to check out um, my website, deadlinks.net. Um, there are all kinds of fun links on there. Um, I have a message board where you can harass me directly. I did not know that. So yeah, if you want to harass me, Joseph, if you can. I mean, you have my phone number, so it's kind of a second step for you, but <laughs> it's it's more public, so it's more fun. Yeah, it's not, um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, dead, deadlinks.net. I have links to Spotify, Bandcamp. Um, 
I, I have some physical merchandise listings right on my website. And on Bandcamp, I'm also selling CDs and stickers. And like I, I printed a bunch of my old stuff as Luke Evans also. So if you want to collect those, um, yeah, links to all the socials. So please, please follow me. <laughs> please follow me. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, well, this was awesome. Thank you, Joseph, for helping me to make this show possible. And like I said, this, this is super fun. I, I want this to be the first episode of something that that we we continue to do. So, mm-hmm. all right. I look um, forward to uh, to future episodes, either as a future guest or as a future audience member. Awesome. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, I'll see you soon. All right. See y'all. Bye.